Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we wanted to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. But we're not even actually going to talk about our patrons today. I know you hear me talk about our patrons like every single week, and you're probably like, man, I wonder if I should do that Patreon thing. If you haven't, you totally should. You won't regret it. But what I really want to talk to you about is the iTunes rating system. I have no idea if this helps us or hurts us, but it would really mean a lot to us because I just want to see like 300 ratings next to our name. If you, dear listener, could go into iTunes and leave a review for the show, especially if you like it, like a five-star review, that would be super duper rad. So if you are an Apple user and you are on the iTunes podcast app, or if you're not, but you have it because it comes on your phone, that's pretty cool. Go over to that app. And rate the show. Give us an honest five-star rating. And leave a nice little review that I can go read and feel happy about myself. We're trying to grow those numbers, and those really help us succeed. I don't know how the algorithm works at all. So, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna, yeah. Please do that. That would mean so, so much to me. If we get to 300, then, uh, Ethan will give you a virtual high five. Yeah. That's, it's more like a mythical high five. You'll, you'll get a high five from Ethan, but it'll be in your mind. A, a, an imaginary high five. Anyway, thank you so much for reviewing the show. And thank you even more for listening. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're busting ghosts. Or maybe we're just violating laws set by the EPA. <laughs> That's the same joke. Uh, so are you the Jaws mayor? Because I'm Ozzy Osbourne. And today we're bringing you Ghostbusters, the 2016 one. Oh, no, wait, there's music that plays. Hold on, sorry. Yeah, you can't just... Bust makes me feel good. Directed by Paul Feig, which is a name that I know. How do I know this name? Uh, uh, he does Melissa McCarthy movies. Oh, well, I've seen a f- more of those than he I did, can count. He did Spy. Spy was good. Uh, uh, released see. He did July 15, 2016, 1,285 days ago on a $144 million budget. That's $119 million more than Ghostbusters 1984. And it made, you're going to love these statistics, $229.1 million worldwide, $65 million less than Ghostbusters And that's, that's 20, 2016 money compared to 1984 money. Yeah. Whew. 74% critic rating and a 50% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's 23 and 38% less than Ghostbusters 1984, respectively. And a 60 on Metacritic, 11 less than Ghostbusters 1984. Uh, Ethan, do you have a Tyler, negative review? I do. I have a negative critical review from professional critic Michelle Keisner from The Movie Sleuth. So, professional. Don't know what The Movie Sleuth is. And she says, from top to bottom, this movie fails both as a remake and as a standalone film. Oh. <laughs> Poor lady. Now, I picked that review because it's one of the few negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes that didn't just attack the movie for being full of women. (sighs) Because Rotten Tomatoes critics suck sometimes. Well, they don't work for Rotten Tomatoes. Well, okay, but like, okay, so movie critics that write for publications like, I don't know, uh, where's one? Flick Direct. Anthony Lane of The New Yorker liked it. (laughs) Good for Anthony Lane. You know, probably would have hated this is Richard Brody. I do not see his review. Uh, but he says, so how do the Ghostbusters of today shape up against the boys of yesteryear? Pretty well. Anthony Lane sat down in that movie theater and said, <laughs> I like Ghostbusters movies. I'm glad there's another one. <laughs> yeah, this, what could go wrong? What could and go wrong? It, can I? Okay. Let's. 
I feel like there is, so we don't have a guest this week, uh, which I feel like we could have had a female guest, but I have the flu and we're recording this in the middle of the day and we decided to do this last night and we couldn't get a guest. Uh, but all in all, I think this movie's probably a zero. I don't think you need to see it on the binary scale. Uh, yeah, need to is a strong word. It's like if you really yeah. liked the original and wanted to see a thing that calls itself a remake, but isn't. You could tell, like, I think when they sat down, they were like, let's shot for shot this bad boy. Let's just make it the same dang thing. This and seems they- like, no, this... This is Ghostbusters told through a telephone. Exactly. Exactly. Let's shot for shot this bad boy. And then they like... They sat down around a table and realized that no one had ever seen Ghostbusters. Yes. They were like, okay, I think there was a scene. I know the state... don't cross the streams, uh, but they don't like say it so explicitly, right? That just goes on t-shirts. Yeah, this is the first time in my life <laughs> I have ever s- been watching a movie and been like, hey, can you make a couple more references to the original? Just like one or two. Just give me something. Like when they I, they were almost there when they were, like pulled up to the firehouse and they were like, oh, we can't afford the firehouse. That was cool. That was a cute little moment. I was like, okay, they're not going to do the exact same thing, but they played reference to it. You know, that's, that's how you do it. Yeah. But then like, you know, you get Kate McKinnon like awkwardly dancing around saying, don't cross the streams. Yeah. She's like, if you, the polarity of the, if you do it, then it'll be don't the beams. So Kate McKinnon is, um, Saturday Night Live person, right? They're uh, yeah. All of them are except for Melissa McCarthy, right? And uh, obviously Chris Hemsworth. I don't know much about any of these people. Oh, I've seen a lot of movies that these women are in. This might be the first movie I've ever seen with Kristen Wiig in it. Okay, so let me I want to Actually, really? I'm I'm going to totally derail this whole shenanigan for about 30 seconds because I have a fact that I need to share and I don't know where else to share it for any reason. Tyler, I have not seen the movie uh, The Quiet Place, but you have, and you yeah, love it. Yeah, real good. Are you familiar with the sound? I found myself deep down a YouTube rabbit hole at 4.30 in the morning last night because I uh-huh. couldn't sleep for some reason. Okay. And Tyler, you Go know on. the sound that the monsters in The Quiet Place make? They're like echolocation sound? Uh, I imagine it's just like a loud... No, it's like, it's like a clicky noise. Yeah, you know... know? You know how they made that sound in the Foley workshop? I don't know. How did they By do that? tasing a grape. <laughs> oh, they did surgery Somebody on a grape. Somebody tased a grape. I love, I want to be a Foley engineer so badly. I want to just like intern in or or just be a fly on the wall in one of those workshops. Just for like four days. To see how they how they get to like, well, we need a, we need a clicky sound. We're going to tase a grape and then slow it down. Dan Aykroyd was in it. He was Whoa. a cab driver. Oh, he was a cab driver. Gosh. Anyway, Boast Gusters. Kate McKinnon uh, clearly did not have a script for this movie. No, they were like, hey, Kate McKinnon, do you want to do Ghostbusters? And she was like, do what? And then like, that was it. That was the whole conversation. Right, like everybody else at the table had a script except her. I think what stresses me out, I mean, this is good, right? The villain, according to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes order, which may not be billing, but the villain is the 19th build character. So he's like he's such an afterthought in the whole thing it's probably order of appearance is it order of appearance he shows up pretty freaking early does he before andy garcia and sigourney weaver oh, well yeah sigourney weaver's in this she's in the post credits i did not watch those <laughs> because okay so the only uh i've seen i saw this movie in theaters uh in the year of our lord 2016 did you really i saw this i thought i thought i told you this last week uh-uh yeah, i, no, I saw said... this in theaters at the paragon in newport news in 2016 well i was part I of the think... I was part of the $229 million this movie didn't make. I think I think it's important that you, uh, I, I would recommend, if it were still in theaters, I would say, yeah, go see it. I guess. I mean, I don't know. So I, I, I 
Okay, I've got a whole lot of thoughts banging around in my head here. Um, Kate McKinnon was actively on Saturday Night Live while this was going on, while this movie was made. Okay. So I guarantee you, yeah, they were just like, oh, she's got improv chops. We're just going to not give her a script. Bill Murray never had a script, but like Kate McKinnon, while fantastic, is no Bill Murray. I don't think anybody's Bill Murray. No, only Bill Murray can be Bill Murray that can walk into Groundhog, not Groundhog Day, uh, into Caddyshack without a script and that make that amazing. movie happen. It was amazing. He walked in with like a list of scenes, right? Yeah, he would get like it was like for the this is the famous one that the scene where he's uh you know playing golf with the flowers yeah all the script said there was carl is cutting the heads off flowers <laughs> uh. and he's just cinderella man at augusta with the golf club they just like they literally turned the camera on anytime he walked on set and was just like something's gonna happen this is gonna be great oh he's so good in caddyshack Here's my thing about the the, the the 2016 Ghostbusters. I I'm like upset because I know Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones, and Chris Hemsworth all have the chops to have made an unbelievably good Ghostbusters remake. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I like I truly think this cast has everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and ABM Puff Fight has he did Spy. You know how good Spy was? A simple favor. That's what he did that I loved. Spy is the only time in recent memory that I have liked Melissa McCarthy in a movie that I've seen. I've seen. I, I do I, not love the character she plays or that she is like cast into. No, I, I totally agree with you there. I'm, I'm on board with that. I've seen The Kitchen, which I didn't particularly like. That was sort of like a serious role. Uh, she was, she got the Oscar for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah, apparently nominated. that's it. Apparently that's a great movie. Have not, yeah, she was nominated. I haven't seen it um, simply because like I'm so burnt out on these. Well, for simply, I, I didn't hear about it until the night of the Oscars is really yeah. why I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm so burnt out on these Melissa McCarthy characters where she just plays these like frumpy, like doesn't, you know, can't dress herself. You know, she's the she's the, the, the fat woman in all these movies. And that's like her whole character. And this was, this was better than most of those, but it still was very like, this is a movie about women directed by a man. Yes. I do think that the male director was a, uh, was a, uh, although, although he did such a good job with a, with a simple favor. It was so good. I'm sure he did. I, I, but like, this was the kind of movie that where they were going for that. Like, this is Paul Blart ghost cop. Like <laughs> they're not, they're not trying to win with this one. They were trying to make people laugh and they, they, I mean, nobody saw it. Like they, they missed this so I will tell you it did miss right it, it failed at the box office it flopped um yeah that's not me saying anything that is a like a, a, a statistical fact like this lost money yeah um it did have some high highs but it had some low lows yeah, yeah. so like uh the whole sequence with the mayor oh I, yeah like, Andy Garcia anytime Andy Garcia or uh what's the other SNL girl's name that that was like his assistant oh I don't know I haven't watched SNL in a long time I miss a lot of these people um I'll, I'll figure it out because I, I don't want to I don't want to say Andy Garcia. And then yeah, this is definitely them. order of appearance. Is how Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong. Uh, yeah, this is 100% order of appearance. On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. There's no way, because the first person to appear on screen is Zach Woods, and he's 14th. No, he's first. On Rotten Tomatoes? No, not on Rotten Tomatoes. I never use Rotten Tomatoes to look up. <laughs> you got to stop this. You cannot be working from a false source and then, like, talk to me about what's right. I'm on the Internet Movie Database. <laughs> is and, it Internet? It is, I thought it was it, international. No, it's Internet Movie Database. IMDb's been around a long time to the point when they were like, it's the internet. You don't have to call anybody or go to the library. Yeah, it's Zach Woods, Kristen Wiggs, Ed Begley Jr., Charles Dance, which is the order they appear on screen in this movie. 
Correct. This is Ghostbusters Afterlife. I need Ghostbusters 2016. I am um, excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's going to be on the show. We've got a new franchise. Yeah, we had to pick up a franchise somewhere. Uh, I guess it's going to be <laughs> Ghostbusters, which I do. I, I You know, it's a freaking, it's a Paul Rudd Ghostbusters movie directed by the dude who did the original one's son, who was one of my favorite directors. This is a complete win. Yeah, or it sucks. There's no way it sucks. <laughs> But the truth is, this didn't like. I would I buy the Blu-ray of this movie? No, no, no. If it's if it's on TV, will I watch it? Uh, probably not. If somebody else is already watching it, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. And I this is why I wouldn't. So I I saw this in theaters. This is the the the, the 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 track I was on. I saw this in theaters, but it's been a long time. It's been four years, probably not quite four years, three and a half years. So I don't really remember like exactly what happened, what didn't happen. But we watched the extended version today. What did that? No idea. I just said that. Oh oh oh, sorry. But it, we like, did it, watch the extended. It made the movie two like hours two hours and twenty minutes. minutes long. It's so long. And it, there was a couple scenes where I definitely thought they were added, like uh, when when Kristen Wiig is talking to her boyfriend, ex boyfriend, whoever that guy was in the like he comes up to her halfway through the movie and it's just like, what are you doing? And then yeah, well, uh, and then if they had uh, taken that out, then it would have been like in the beginning. No, and no, then just no, gone not that completely. one, not that one. But the, the conversation that um, oh, what is her name? You gotta get the names. Uh, I know. Well, Pat, so it's Patty and um. Holtzman. They have that whole Leslie conversation Jeff. about like, oh, there's no way that guy can have sex. They're talking about how he can dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was that was that a was high definitely high. An, that was definitely a deleted scene. I was cackling during Same. that. Um But it's and this is the thing is like I hate I hate a movie that makes me point out the things that like like I loved the fact Andy Garcia was on screen. Anytime he was on screen, I I laughed and I liked it. Possibly just because I love the Oceans movies. Um but I loved how he was like such an idiot. <laughs> She would be, Cecily yeah. Strong would be like, no, there's two women. There's one inside the other box. He's like, no, 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 no. I saw her get chopped in half. <laughs> I, 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 I am not the Jaws mayor. Never call me the Jaws mayor ever. <laughs> I thought that was and funny. It took me, just because I haven't seen him in anything since I think Ocean's 13, which was 13 years ago. Oh my God, I'm old. Yeah. And so he's like, definitely gotten older. And I was like, is that somebody trying to be Andy Gar- No, that's Andy Garcia. That's Terry Benedict. <laughs> Ozzy and if you're going to mess up. with Terry Benedict, you better god dang. No. Uh. But like, I hate a movie where, especially like a, a, a female-centric movie that not forces me, but where I, I sit back and think like, oh man, when this dude was on screen, it was great. Because like the script for this movie is bad. That's really what it comes down to is this is a bad script. It is a bad script. And I, I wish it didn't. Uh... Like the effects are fine. I'm sure the people in the movie acted it as well as it could possibly be acted. They're there all was... competent, famous actors. And they d- the deliveries on the jokes that were good were good. Yeah. There's bad, like... bad, bad jokes. Yes. I felt like I felt like Kate McKinnon needed more direction and I felt like the other three needed less. Like Kristen Wiig is a funny person, but the whole movie, her only joke is thinking that uh, Chris Hemsworth's hot. Yeah, they, they, they just like, this is a... a... Uh, they, they somehow managed to make this movie about women be misogynistic. Yes. Like usually, usually that's hard. You got to make the movie about guys and have some women in it. This is like a women movie that is still just like gross. Yes. I will say, speaking of gross, the lowest of the low whole movie, Melissa McCarthy in the bathroom, just like erupting slime. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. That's the Melissa McCarthy character, though. She is the Kevin James of women. <laughs> They have pushed her into this corner, and I hate it. I'm with you. Kristen Wiig was on Saturday Night Live for 14 years. Because she's funny, Ethan. God, that's got to be exhausting, though. Kenan Thompson, Ethan, his whole life. 
I know. There's there's not been a moment I've been alive where I haven't been able to turn on TV and see Keenan Thompson doing sketch comedy. I mean, I remember. Yeah. Oh, God. Keenan Thompson, man. I have not. It, it appears, though, all three of these women quit Saturday Night Live in 2019, which is wild. I did not know that. I Either that or they just they haven't, uh, like, started it again for the year or something. I don't know. Or maybe SNL's over. Yeah, because it also says Keenan Thompson 2003 to 2019. They clearly just not have not done 2000 or Saturday Night Live yet. Well, Keenan Thompson is off. He's, he's producing all that. He's off it? He's going to all that. He's quitting Saturday Night Live. For all that. That, okay, you keep saying that like it means anything. All that was the show that he was on before. I know what all that is. How the who what they're bringing it back? Yeah, he's producing it. Oh well, there's no way that be, but there's no way that the four people I looked up from Saturday Night Live all quit in 2019. That cannot be possible, unless Lorne Michaels turned into a huge racist. Who's Lorne Michaels? The Saturday Night Live guy. Uh, okay, is he like the producer? Yes, he's the, the 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 owner, the creator, the guy. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Keenan Thompson election coverage of the second Bush term. Like, <laughs> that is how long Keenan Thompson's been on Saturday Night Live. As I remember him doing fake coverage for the second time George Bush got elected in 2004. Just wild. Anyway, anyway, Keenan Thompson not in this movie. Keenan Thompson could have benefited this movie greatly. You could have dropped him in anywhere. The use of Chris Hemsworth in this movie is despicable. What, that he's an idiot, or? Just the whole thing. His whole character is just like, I get that he's dumb, but like nobody is that dumb. Oh yeah, it's like- He's got the, a couple, uh... though, if you listen really closely, he's got a couple great one-liners that I don't know if they were scripted or not, where he's looking at the freaking uh, fish tank and going, you know, fish tanks are just acquire, are just submarines for fish. I like how he tries to get the phone. Yeah. <laughs> the aquarium. Um, but no, Chris Hemsworth, he's just he's just just dumb, man. He's just the 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 big dumb and beautiful as I love Patty. Patty is the good the best part about this movie. Patty trying to think through the characters to see if I agree with that sentiment. Well, like and out I, of the out of the main four, I think I agree she was with the that. one that made me laugh. They all made me laugh. I, I was surprised how much I laughed in the 140 minutes it took me to watch this movie. It is so long. I, like, we were talking about it beforehand, and we were like, I mean, should we do like an Oscar nom? But that's like almost three hours. And I was like, this will probably be just an easy 90 minutes to just knock out. And I like pressed play, and when I do that, I always press pause to see how long it is. And I was like, two hours and 21 minutes to go. And I was like, Jesus Christ. This is yeah, going to take it's, forever. It's a long, long long movie it, it was paced decently well i didn't feel like i was sitting down for two hours and 20 minutes i did it's a long movie it did not need to be that long i think uh there, okay so let's talk about scenes towards the end there is like an avengers style sky beam like fight the faceless horde scene i want to know your thoughts on this this is this is thing's whole existence um what are you talking about when did this happen like towards the end there is a scene where like after they after uh kristen wake shows up with the with the swiss army knife and pops a stay puffed marshmallow man they like fight a bunch of ghosts on the ground with their like gadgets what about it i thought this was an interesting thing to include because this was not an original ghostbusters thing this is clearly just a we're making a movie in the mid 20 teens thing. <laughs> yeah, we have CGI now. <laughs> right. We're just gonna. We can have, you, you want go? We have as many ghosts as you want. <laughs> yes, it's just Control C, Control V. <laughs> yeah, ghost. <laughs> ghost here. Industrial light and magic's not busy. There's no Star Wars this year. Is that true? No, there's Rogue One. Oh, so good. Mm, nope. Still not a thing. Still not good. <sighs> Still a bad movie. We'll Probably see. third worst. We'll see. Uh, 
Yeah. Third worst. I found that since it's all ended, that I, I just love them all. You tweeted a disgusting tweet about Star Wars. How dare you? Where you said, tweet. there's a version of myself I trust putting number three at the top. At the tippy top, yep. You're insane. You are broken. No, you're broken. <laughs> because I don't think Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie. You just—it's about imagination and belief. Did you did you forget what we just witnessed? What J.J. Abrams just did to, for us, and what Ryan Johnson did for us? I believe you saw. I think nine is pretty close to the top on that list. I put. Together. It doesn't matter. You put three above everything else. I think it was 3-8. I watched, so I, real quick on Star Wars. I never got to review Last Jedi on this show because I was on my honeymoon. Um, and we've talked about it a lot. I watched it for the first time since theaters yesterday. Do you want to know what I think about it, Ethan? Yeah, go for it. It's better than Revenge of the Sith. I'll tell you that much. It is quite possibly my favorite movie, like, like comma, period. That is a wild statement you just said there. It is so good. I'll tell you straight. Here's the wild thing. I'll tell you straight up. It is off the top of my head, my second favorite Ryan Johnson movie. Behind Knives Out? Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Oh, that was my movie of the year for sure. Uh... Hip, no, no brainer. Hands down. I've, I, everybody I've spoken to has said that it's it, amazing, it is, it so. is immaculate. I, I have no doubt that people are correct with that review. Yeah, I could not be more happy for uh, Daniel Craig to not be James Bond anymore, so he can just do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what other cool stuff Ryan Johnson does. Oh yeah, having Ryan Johnson, I would love for Ryan Johnson to remain unattached from franchises. I would I also love for Chris Evans to remain unattached from franchises because he was delightful in that movie as well. Have you seen some of his other stuff, especially some of the stuff he's directed? Chris Evans? Yeah. What has he directed? He did this movie where he plays like a jazz musician and it's it's not good. Okay, so you, well, when he's working with Ryan Johnson, he's pretty good. He basically plays a Lucas Lee character. That's funny. You know, oh my God. So until... I just wrote Christ Evans into... Look uh, at Chris Evans. Oh my God. The, the the turn that his career took when he was in Scott Pilgrim and Captain America. What do you mean? Like, he was in one fresh movie between 2001 and 2010. And it was Sunshine as Mace. I don't even know if that... I love that movie. Never heard of it. Uh, it's about... Uh, Chris Evans and Killian Murphy go restart the sun. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Since 2010, he has been in one, two, three, four, five rotten movies and more movies than the first decade. What did you, I didn't listen to a single word you said about the first decade, except for that he was in Sunshine. So that was the only fresh movie he was in from 2001 to 2010. Oh, he was in Snowpiercer, which is getting a TV show, which is wild. That is weird. Snowpiercer was a really good movie that like, but it was only barely, for like a day. Yeah, well, it's it's like a South Korean action movie, so you know, 2.8 million at the box office. Yeah, it was a South Korean action movie. Like it wasn't made for here. It was it's it's an it's like an art action piece, but it's getting a TV show and it like barely filled its runtime. Bong Joon Ho. Oh my gosh, that's the dude from Parasite. Mm -hmm. I I'm yet to see Parasite, but I heard of Parasite this morning. Oh no, I, it was playing at the Grandin. Um, so I, I looked it up, and yeah, I also I, have a I soft this spot morning. for Asian-led cinema. I yeah, don't people, know why. People seem to be upsetty spaghetti that uh, not The Departed. What's the movie? The Departed. No, 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 no. With, uh, with Aquafina in it. Parasite. No. Not that one. The one that was in Chinese that you said you didn't like because it was in Chinese. Oh, I did not not like okay, it. Okay, well, you, yeah, no, no, I, I know what you're saying. I didn't dislike it. I, I want to be clear, though. I, I didn't dislike it because- Yeah, that was the wrong way to say it. That was completely yeah. me. What is the movie called? Uh, I, I'm looking it up right now because I, I did see it, so I want to know. The Farewell. The Farewell. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I was not that far off with The Departed. 
Correct. Yeah. Um, the farewell. I didn't dislike it because it was in Chinese. I I disliked it because I honestly think I didn't get it. It was beautiful. Holy. That's shoot. what I was. That's what I was trying to say. Is it yeah. like it was just out of your sort of immediate range for the place you were at when you saw it? Yes. It is very very pretty, and it's like I mean it's a good movie. I I would definitely recommend it. Ninety eight percent critic score is is accurate. Uh, freaking uh, Snowpiercer is worth a watch. I, I well as far as. Bong Joon-ho movies go. If you look, Bong Joon-ho has never directed a bad film. I believe it. Aquafina um, also never been in a bad film. You could definitely tell, like, there were some moments. It's it's a, a very well cinematographed, filmed movie, but, like, you could definitely tell they were working with, like, sort of a, the extent of their budget. How much do you think in, uh, 2000, what was this, like, 2015? How much do you think Chris Evans cost in 2013? Lots. It's just also, it was, it was clearly, like, a very complicated movie to um, pull off. Who's that? It dude? takes place entirely on a train. So like everything in everything that had to be CGI'd in the background was constantly moving. Yeah. Because it's on a train. Yeah. So like that was a lot of like where it sort of fell apart, but also where you could tell that it was like, we don't have the money for this. Listen to this cast. Because we gotta pay Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, Ed Harris, Jamie, and a bunch of Koreans. Jamie Bell. That's I don't know who Jamie Bell is. Sounds familiar. Hold on. Maybe I'm thinking of Josh Bell. Who's Josh Bell? Bell? Josh Bell is Wait, who's Drake, Josh Bell? Drake and Josh. That's Josh Peck. That's, you're right. I'm thinking it's Drake Bell and Josh Peck. God, the names are so boring. Uh, I thought I knew yeah, who this guy was. Yeah, four whole syllables between them. Oh, oh, Jamie Bell. This is going to be sad that this is the person you're going to know it from. Uh, he was the thing in the Fant Forstick. No, nah, he was in Rocket Man. He was also in Rocket Man. Yeah, he was Bernie Taupin. Yeah, he was the uh, the the manager. Yeah, the friend. Yeah, sad movie. Rocket Man. Yeah, I liked it. I did too, but it's sad. He was married to Evan Rachel Wood for two years and is now married to Kate Mara. That's a wild, wild thing. Hey, he must have really liked working with her in Fantastic. Who, Kate Mara? Yeah. Got married in 2017. Oh, Kate Mara's the one from uh, House of Cards. I don't remember anything about Fantastic Four, Fantastic. I may as well have not seen it. Oh, I saw it more than once. In theaters? I think so. I think I saw it with you, you and me and Connor Grief and someone else went to see that movie. I think I also saw it with Hunter, but that wouldn't track because he would have been way out of college at this point. Yeah, I know we saw it. I fell asleep for a few minutes, but <laughs> it's so bad. It's so, so bad. bad. It was such a comfy theater, man. That's important, though. So this is important. That was so bad. It was not like Ghostbusters 2016 was considerably better. Oh, yeah. Much, oh, much man. more watchable. If my choice is between Ghostbusters 2016 <laughs> and Fantastic Four, the remake. I love Michael B. Jordan. I love Miles Teller. I will pick Ghostbusters 2016 100 times out of 100. Yeah. This movie was so bad. Crazy that that's the movie that gave us Michael B. Jordan. No. Can't. First time I ever saw him in anything. That's not true. A movie you love, uh, Chronicle. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah. I, oh, I, ne I don't think I put that together till right now. Man, you want to talk about a movie I love. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. More hand camera films 2020. Bro, seriously. Except, like, stop making Cloverfield movies. <laughs> Hashtag put Laura Dern in every stop movie. Stop making Cloverfield movies challenge 2K20. Hashtag put Laura Dern in the Cloverfield series. <laughs> Laura Dern probably is in the Cloverfield series <laughs> somewhere. Because there's been three different movies with three completely different casts. Correct. I'm curious how they're going to bring that all together. I don't know that they are. I What I really want is like in the new Morbius movie, all of a sudden, out of freaking nowhere, Cloverfield monster, John Goodman, like the whole thing just comes together. And you're like, what? We're building this the whole time. 
Yeah, John Goodman and Ramona Flowers yeah. are the leads in that movie. I forgot about this movie entirely. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I liked that movie. I really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, I liked that one. I liked the original Cloverfield. I don't know what the other one is. Um, oh, it's the, the the Cloverfield Paradox, the one that they like. Like, oh yeah, I didn't see it. Put in after the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They were like, hey, there's a new Cloverfield movie in five minutes on Netflix. And there it was. Yep. I, I really, don't. I haven't seen Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I don't think ever. Actually, it's good. You should watch it. You'd really like it. People did not love the Cloverfield Paradox. I'll tell you that much. The no, Netflix yeah. one. They, they like dropped it, and then everybody was like, "This sucks." <laughs> People did not love that one. Although I, I probably assumed that Cloverfield the original had more critical acclaim than it did. I we went. I think because it was in a sold out theater, I just assumed that it was good. There's so many people in that movie. Seventy seven percent. That's not bad. That's not bad for a hand camera movie. That's crazy. It's not as good as Chronicle. Probably not as good as Blair Witch, but I liked it. Wait, what is the Rotten Tomato score for Chronicle? Eighty five. Jesus Christ. Rock on Chronicle. Gotta watch Chronicle again. What a I great know. movie. I know. Yeah, eighty five percent. Michael B. Jordan is Steve Montgomery. You're exactly right. That's crazy. I have not seen Fruitvale Station. I need to watch that movie. That was the first uh, Michael B. Jordan Ryan Coogler team up. I'm sure it's great then. Oh yeah, it's, it's supposed to be amazing. I just haven't seen it. I think it's really sad. I love movies, dude. 94%. Yeah, I think it's like a Moonlight type movie. It's like that kind of heavy. Oh, Moonlight. So that's kind of how The Departed, The Farewell. (laughs) That's kind of how The Farewell. I was going to say, The Departed is heavy in a completely different way. (laughs) The Farewell. Uh, I think that's how I would describe that. This is similar to Moonlight. Uh, The Departed is like the most misogynistic white dude movie ever. Like that is the, it is a fantastic movie. It deserved all the acclaim it got, but it is like the dorm room movie. It is worse than the Boondock Saints. <laughs> I don't know, man. Boondock Saints is pretty bad. No, it is a bad movie, but like the part is a really good movie, but it's like, it's, it's the Boondock Saints to the next level. It's Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Mark Wahlberg as like the trio of leading guys, oh, along with Martin Sheen and Jack Nicholson and Alec Baldwin. Have you I seen, uh, are you telling me to pull up The Departed? Are you telling Siri? What are you, who are you talking no, to? No, I just said I love The Departed. Oh, I've never seen it. I, I have a clue what it's about. I imagine there's a lot of guns and killing, though. It's about cops. Cops. He, he's a good cop. It's from a family of good cops. Is that The Departed? Yes, yeah, The Departed. Is this Leo? I, do, wait, do you listen when I talk? Ah, uh, sometimes. Look at that. I Leo. just told you. It's, Di, it's DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, and Matt Damon. I don't think Mark Wahlberg is allowed to act in movies with Leo. It's just not the same caliber. And Alec Baldwin and Jack Nicholson and Martin Sheen. Or do I respect do I respect Wahlberg more for being like, I could act with uh Mark Wahlberg. With Leo, or I could I could just do these like Transformers movies. Like really bad ones. Yeah. I could be you remember the other guys? What a movie. The other guys, what a what a bop. Uh he was also in uh he produced Entourage. That was awesome. Entourage the movie was one of those movies we saw in that week we saw four movies. Yeah. You know I don't the, remember what the fourth movie was. We have we have film Twitter friends who see like four movies like four movies in a week is like a, a slow week. That was a crazy week for us. You 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 and I went to see uh Entourage, Inside Out, Jurassic World, and something else. I'm sure we can look at what was in theaters at the time. Probably like Furious 7 or something. That sounds right. I know there's one of those Fast and Furious. The one where Brian dies is... That's the one. Uh, I know that, like, I saw the movie, and I have always been a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, and I just remember it not hitting me that hard. I remember that as soon as he dies, it starts playing that See You Again song by Charlie Puth, and it just doesn't hit. <laughs> I mean, the, the sad thing Because then Wiz Khalifa comes in, he's just like, dang, who knew? <laughs> uh, Sean in, Khalifa, man. Rest in peace, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah, it's not great. Not great. 
Uh, anyway, Ghostbusters, a movie that Paul Walker's definitely not in because he was not alive when it was made. You don't think... Oh, oh, in 2016, 2016, Paul Walker had already died. That's really sad. It was like 2015. Maybe 2014. When did Paul Walker die? 2013. Man, that sucks. It's been a long day. I just can't believe that that song is that old. It was like the most played song on YouTube for like a long time. Yeah, well, that was that was the beginning of Charlie Puth. Anyway, Ghostbusters. Um, What did you think of the new Ghostbusters theme from Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy? I actually liked that one. They played like three different themes in the movie, which I thought was weird, but the Patrick Stump one I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it was a wild, wild pull there. And if, and there's like there's like a rapper in it, and he does some rapping, and if you listen to the stuff that that person is saying, it is wild. What does he say? I, the only line that I actually picked out was, I'ma smoke these ghosts like backwoods, which are like cigarillos that people <laughs> uh, pull the tobacco out for purposes. Oh. Well, that's nasty. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull up the lyrics. Ghostbusters 2016 theme song. Uh, I don't think it was Ghostbusters theme by Walk the Moon. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like it's going to be a banger, though. Yeah, I don't know. Where did you find a Walk the Moon version of the Ghostbusters theme? Uh, it just is the first thing that came up. Oh, there we go. Fallout Boy featuring Missy Elliott. It's Missy Elliott. It's wild. No, it's not. Yeah. I thought it was a dude. I did, too. Oh, that would not be the first time that I thought that about Missy Elliott. It's called I'm Not Afraid. Yeah, Missy Elliott in the Ghostbusters theme. Anyway, yeah, I did. I did. I thought it was one of the better parts that they got for this movie. Uh, I did enjoy the updated, um, yeah, the updated theme song. I thought it was very cool. I always like it when they get Fall Out Boy to do songs, except for that one time that they did it with Big Hero Six, and I did not like that song. You know, a movie I love though. Big Hero 6, fantastic movie. That's my least... Fall Out Boy is one of my favorite bands, and that's one of my favorite Disney movies, and that is my least favorite Fall Out Boy song. Like, across all of Fall Out Boy, that's um, your... Um, uh, mm, well, hold on. Okay, let's pull up the Fall Out Boy chronology. Gonna dive down this rabbit hole real quick. Yeah, hold on. You can't just... Immortals is right. a, it's a okay. banger. Hey, 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 whoa. First of all, one, no, it's not. Second of all, you would like it less if you heard it played in front of you live acoustic. And it's just like, we could be immortals. Just Patrick Stump with an acoustic guitar. It's really weird like that. Yeah. He's I, just like playing the like, do, 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 do part. And then just like starts doing chords and singing the song. And I was like, it's a really weird thing to do. All right, let's see. Uh, every song on Take This to Your Grave is better. Every song on From Under the Court Tree, including the four Japanese bonus tracks, all better. Uh, all the songs on Fitting on High are all better, including the bonus tracks. Uh, same for Fully Ado. Same for the Beat It cover by Follow Boy featuring John Mayer. Same for every song on Save Rock and Roll. Uh, same for... Uh, yeah, it's the worst song on American Beauty, American Psycho. And yeah, then then uh, Mania came out and probably not the case anymore. I don't remember half those songs. Have you heard the original Patrick Stump remix of Sugar We're Going Down? Because this is awful. Have you heard the album Soul Punk by Patrick Stump, his solo album? Is it bad? It's not. It's very weird, but it, it has some bangers. <laughs> Uh, there was at one point, uh, I can't find it anymore, but there was a Kanye West remix of My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark. Was it good? It was crazy. It was Kanye West. Uh, well, he's, he makes some good stuff. You know what's a banger? Summer Days uh, by Martin Garrix featuring Macklemore and Patrick Stump. There are a lot of remixes on that. Not just the original one. Um, I don't I don't know any of the remixes off the top of my head. But yeah, so yeah, uh, up until Mania came out, possibly still the case, it is my least favorite Fall Out Boy song. Uh, with the exception of that random... Um, 
EP of minute long songs they put out between uh, Save Rock and Roll and um, American Beauty. So what's the best Fall Out Boy song? It's going to be a really long recording block. <laughs> I'm going to need about three hours to go and listen to the entire Fall Out Boy soundtrack. Although, you know what? I, I was watching... Uh, Freaking the movie Rush, the Wes Anderson movie Rushmore, uh, featuring Jason Schwartzman the other day, and I forgot. It's, it came out like 1994 or whatever. But like, there are so many mid 2000s emo bands that named songs after lines from that movie. Really? Yeah. Like Sick Transit Gloria, Glory Fades is a line from that movie. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Somebody said it out loud, and I was like, "What? <laughs> get uh, get out of my brain." <laughs> And then, like, literally the first song on the first Fall Out Boy album, Tell That Mickey Just Made My List of Things to Do Today, is a line from that movie. I feel like naming your, your emo band songs after Wes Anderson lines... Wes Anderson's lines, yeah. ...is probably, like, the only there was correct a, there way was to a, do it. There was a song on, I believe It's a Real Boy by Say Anything that was named after a line in that movie as well. Possibly a different... Um, when you... When different... you... So you, like me, uh, occasionally have to name things in, like, a creative space... Uh, do you ever feel like if you like pull a title from like sort of what they're doing, pull a title from tattoos, I think are good examples. Pull a title from something. Do you ever feel like you got to find the balance between like this means something to me, but it's also an obscure enough reference that I'm not getting like the most basic possible thing tattooed. Right. Like I, I don't have dance dance written on my body. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a wild thing. You know what? This, this just made me think of this. You know what's always confusing for my brain is when like things that I have always known, like like that, where where names of songs end up being a um like a line from something that I figure out way later. Right. It's always trippy to me. Do like, you say ever anything feel like the betrayed? Band. No, I'm not I, I betrayed. betrayed. Like, I think when I when I was watching. When I, oh, hold on, hold on. When I found out that uh, the census fail song "All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues" was the name of a lost episode, I felt betrayed. I felt betrayed then. I would have also felt betrayed. Uh, I did feel betrayed when, like years after the fact, I heard in the movie "I'm Made of Wax, Larry." What are you made of? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, "What." The dang heck. A day to remember. How did you get away with this? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I found out I found out years after the fact that Say Anything was a movie from the 80s starring John Cusack and not just a band from the early 2000s. Did the band take the name from the Cusack movie? Obviously. Oh, I see. I wouldn't have put that together. I would have just yeah. No, that. that's that's how you get band names. It's like it's like the Devil Wears Prada. When I found out that was a movie and not just an angry Christian band, so I was like, I didn't know which one of those came first. So it was book, band, movie, I believe. Really? Yeah. But also, it's one of those things where like the Devil Wears Prada is a much more recent invention than I would have thought. The band, at least, like that band, in my mind, by the time I heard of them in two thousand nine, they had already been around forever. They might as well be as old as the Beatles. <laughs> Like, I just assume that bands could not possibly have been formed. Formed. Yeah, it's like I watched Asking Alexandria play at Warp Tour in 2009, and they had put out their first album ever a month before that. That's But wild. I was like, these guys are playing Warp Tour. They're they're huge, which they were, but it's still like it was, they, they existed as of that month. Right. They're huge now. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they still have not yet peaked over that one song they put out in 2009. I wouldn't even know what that is. Yeah, I know, but that's... A, it's their their I, hit. Oh, hold on. You know what band people were sleeping on is Paramore. Oh yeah. No, that's just that's just us, dude. That was just you and me. 
everyone got it except us. I think what happened was like, it might have been you, might have been me. I don't know. I'm not pointing fingers. Somebody was just like, I've decided I like all of Fuel Ride Brom bands except Paramore. And everybody else was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go along with that. And uh... I remember hearing, no, I, I, it was definitely me. It was definitely me. I remember hearing the song <laughs> Crush, Crush, Crush in 2007 or whenever Riot came out and being like, I don't like this song. And I wrote the band off forever. I was Hold like, on, there's gonna... no way they have anything, anything need... valuable to add to music. Um, where were we? Oh, Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're talking about, this is Ghostbusters We're podcasting. talking about Paramore. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I, like in 2007 or whatever, I did not like the song Crush, Crush, Crush. And I was like, you know, I'm 13 or whatever, 14. And I was just like, well, obviously it means this band has no worthwhile material whatsoever and never will. And then like two years later, people tried to cancel them because uh, freaking Misery Business says the word whore in it. And I was like, oh yeah, validated. Cool. Never should like Paramore to begin with. Obviously toxic. And then I saw them open for Fall Out Boy in 2014. And I was like, this is the greatest band that's ever existed. They're so good. They're, they're the incredible live show. Absolutely incredible. I mean, Haley Williams is a truly a, just a performer. And yeah, so it was just wild. Um, Paramore's, Paramore's the best. We definitely slept on Paramore. Um, but let's get back to Boastgusters. Boastgusters. So such a satisfying spoonerism. It is. Um, so we, we talked briefly about the, uh, the CGI scene earlier. I actually really liked it. Uh, like when they were just fighting off faceless hordes of ghosts, like with hand to hand. I don't even combat. remember this happening. So like, I'm surprised you watched it today, right? Yeah, but I'm very sleepy. <laughs> well, there was a part of the movie where they just like fight off a horde of ghosts. Yeah, that you are being explained it already. By, like, I just still, you're I, not gonna make me remember it existing. I know, but but uh, maybe the listener is like, oh, is he talking about this part or that part? I'm talking about the that part. part I remember is the 15 minute long scene uh, at an Ozzy Osbourne concert. That was awful, but it wasn't Ozzy. It was some like band that was so bad opening for Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, it was awful. I hated that part, but I liked the part where they had this. It was this, also like, definitely just like, like just it was just definitely a weird ghosts moment. No, but that that one scene we were just talking about is a weird thing to put in a movie in 2016, being like, oh, why are we still listening to metal music? Like just like. <laughs> People live, man. Like, we don't need the man coming down on metal music in 2016. In Ghostbusters. In the female-led Ghostbusters. Right. I, we are watching this after Ozzy Osbourne has been in a Post Malone song. So Is that true? Yeah, dude. Take what you want it. from Hollywood is Bleeding. I, I, I listen to very little new music oh you should listen to post malone man that is a good good record front to back i like post malone that no was one of the ones where it. post malone was just like he was like hey yo friday new album on like tuesday and then it was a, like a 18 song album just like yeah what? what's up post malone here yeah, my, my podcast bagels did that um yeah you should go listen to to take what you want by post malone featuring ozzy osbourne take what you want yeah featuring ozzy osbourne and travis scott i just listened to crush 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 by paramore which is a song i never heard before and even nothing compares to a quiet evening alone <laughs> i just want to let you know you were wrong about that too <laughs> oh for sure i have figured that out in the intro and it may not have been that song um it may have been misery business i don't think so i feel like even in 2007 i would have been like this is a banger this is so good yeah i'm in the business of misery let's take it from the top <laughs> Um, 
Ozzy Osbourne was such a weird person to throw into this movie. Weird person to throw in this movie. There's a there's literally a metal band that probably would have done it called Ghost. I just don't understand why Ozzy Osbourne had to be the guy. I don't understand why that was a scene that existed in this movie. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I agree. I don't understand why this scene happened at all. Like I I was sitting here watching the movie, and then all of a sudden it's like Dewey Finn is bringing the kids to right. <laughs> Audition this for ghost Battle has a case of, of the Bands. To demoniosis. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Why is this the... But, like, he didn't end up attacking the crowd or anything. Like, he shows up at the event and he's like, people are the worst. I hate people. Everybody's so mean to me. Everybody's being nice to him. So it's like, that's not really true. Also, you're never going to find a nicer group of people than metal fans at a metal yeah, than concert. metal fans. Yeah. Gosh. You can talk about they're, some they're friendly element. They're all there jammers. to just like the thing that they like that everybody tells them not to like. Yeah, they should like they get to for the wear first time. their weird outfits. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like going to Comic Con and and running into cosplay people and being like, "Why are you mean to me?" It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one taking a risk here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I cannot imagine a, a yeah an Ozzy Osbourne fan like coming up to somebody. Like you have to make a lot of choices to be an Ozzy Osbourne fan. Like you have to be okay with the fact this man got on stage live in Germany. I think it was Germany and bit the head off a bat. I don't think I have a problem with that. I don't either, but like you have to that has to enter in the equation when you go to an Ozzy Osbourne concert. You are like this man might bite the head off a bat on stage. Now granted, uh he got in a ton of trouble for that. Uh and it like there's a lot of stuff surrounding it. Like somebody just threw a bat on stage and then he bit the head off that bat and then was like that's probably a bad idea. I should go to the hospital. This bat <laughs> might have like bat rabies. <laughs> and then like Peta tried to come after him and he was like no 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 my I love I love animals. I worked in a slaughterhouse. Oh god. It's like I'm very good with animals. Oh man. Old Ozzy. Do you remember his show, The Osbournes? No, I've never watched it in my life. They just like dropped bleeps into the show. Like, I don't think people were actually swearing. They were just like the yeah. whole show yeah, was bleeped that, like, out. Unnecessary censorship. There's like a YouTube channel that does that for all the Disney movies. <laughs> it is hilarious. It is it is utter it's crude and it's gross and it's hysterical. It never fails to make me laugh. Where it's just like, do you wanna bleep a Snowman. Reindeer's better than people. Sven, don't you think that's true? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Your mind just fills in the gaps. They, I mean, if you need anyway. to find Josh Gad saying swear words to drop in in the middle of do you want to build a snowman, they're out there. <laughs> They are indeed out there. So, Ghostbusters. Oh, man. One day was, they're going to make the... Book of Mormon into a, into a movie. I don't know that they will. Oh, they will? It's t it's two TV guys that made it. That's true. It is two TV guys. I do think what's which interesting about Book of Mormon is I think, like, when it escapes the Broadway sphere, it's going to get, like, this weird faux offense to it, despite the fact that the Mormons have been on board with it from the beginning. That already happened. Really? Yeah. Like, when it was popular. Was it, like, hip to be offended by it? Okay, I'm back, but I am going to have to take another phone call here in a few. It's oh, a great okay. recording block. I was just saying the same thing, that this is A-plus podcasting with Tyler and Ethan, the, where we're... The we're <laughs> We're available the whole time. The whole, yeah, the people, though, to be fair, I did say that this was going to be a weird day for me, but, um, not that I think that you're upset, but the, the people that, um, no, I don't care. do the $10 thing are definitely getting their confusion worth out of this. Oh, right. Because they, there's just like <laughs> huge gaps. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but 
Ghostbusters. We have been bad at talking about this particular movie. And I knew that coming in because I didn't like it that much. I did, yeah. And anytime I don't like the movie that much, I get scared and just don't talk about well, it. Well, I don't like the idea of the movie. I think that there is a good female-led Ghostbusters movie out there to be made in the ether. I just don't think this was it. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. I, they should have just made Ghostbusters 3. And had them. With like, like Susie Vinkman. And, and like their daughters to make them all have daughters. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like they, you got, you got four dudes. Just make them all have daughters. It can be a coincidental little, like keep it up the family business. And like one of them doesn't want to bust ghosts, but feels bad about letting their dad down. I'm, be right back. Getting a pen. Gonna write this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie is coming out pretty soon. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. No, I could take place in the middle. I don't know. Ghostbusters two and a half. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife two that follows Peter Venkman, uh, Egon Spengler and, and, and boo, Dan Aykroyd's daughter on their quest to hunt ghosts. What did you, on their quest to hunt ghosts in the year? I don't know. They gotta be like in their mid twenties at least. So like 2000, 2006, nine, nine, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Assuming they all had kids in 1985 immediately after the, they were like, Oh man, ghost crisis better get on the kid thing. What's weird is when I watch, I, I don't know how old they were in 19... Race dance. How old was Bill Murray in 1984? How old was Bill Murray in 1984? About 34 years old. Okay. Is what Google says. So that's that tracks. Do you ever have to watch Friends? No, I never have to watch Friends. The, Nobody has ever sat me down and made me watch Friends. Okay, but you've seen the show. Yeah, I've seen the show. I've seen the show all the way through. Do you? Do you like you're 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 in your mid twenties, not in New York, but you're in your mid twenties in a city where mid twenty somethings can buy nice apartments. Uh, I uh, do, do you feel like any of those characters look your age? I was gonna say I have never yet in my life looked as old as uh, Courtney Cox did in the first episode of Friends. Yes, I would agree. I also feel the same about How I Met Your Mother. I feel like Barney in episode one is still considerably older than I am now. Yeah, and definitely, definitely, uh, Jason Segel has has never looked younger than me. So I'm 26, and Ross was supposed to be 26. Within or in the in the first episode. Well, their ages do they're inconsistent with the ages throughout the series. Correct, but this says that uh, within a month, he in the pilot he says he's turning twenty seven in a month. Okay, what does so like I do not look as old now as David Schwimmer did in that episode. How old was he? I'm about to find out. Okay, David Schwimmer's fifty three, so he was. 28 i think when did friends start 94 did it oh my god no there's no way because i watched the finale and i like knew what was going on and that would have been 10 years later i guess it would have been 12 uh hang on september 22nd 1994 boom goes the dynamite david schwimmer's born in 19 what did i say 68 david schwimmer 66 so he was i yeah 20 what i can't, I can't do that math 28 yeah 28 yeah i'm looking so he's at two years older than the character he's playing I still feel like uh, he looks way older than I do. Yeah. And he is, I mean, Courtney technically two years older, but Courtney Cox yeah. would have been playing somebody roughly our age, right? She was two years younger because she was still in high was school. Was she two years he... younger than Ross? Uh, she was one or two years younger because... Yeah, because she's two years older than David Schwimmer. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So she was 30. She would have been 30 playing a 24-year-old. 
Looking at like the photo of the pilot, though, none of these people look to be like, I don't know what age this is supposed to be. I don't look at this picture and think, oh, they're 35. I, I literally have no idea what age these pe pe people are supposed to look. Maybe that's by design. Maybe they're intentionally ageless looking. And I know with friends that was the case because they the ages of the characters yeah. jump around a lot. Yeah, for sure. The only person here who looks like he could be in his early 20s or mid 20s is Joey. Who I think was like the oldest or maybe. Nah, he's the youngest. Is he really? I believe. He was he's 51 now. I don't know how old Jennifer Aniston is. She still looks the youngest, I could tell you that. Oh, for sure. Oh my god. The Jennifer Aniston's 50. Matthew Perry Matthew Perry looks rough these days. Yeah, it hasn't been his day week or month. Has not age well. He's 50. Or year. Yeah, it has not been his day as week as month or his year. He hasn't really done anything since uh no, well, David Schwimmer hasn't done anything, but Matthew Perry hasn't done much. David Schwimmer, he was the uh, giraffe in the Madagascar movies. L uh, Lisa Kudrow is the oldest. She's 56 right now. I never liked uh, Phoebe. Even when- Phoebe? Yeah, me either. when the show was on. Yeah, me either. I felt like the show could have done fine without Phoebe or, honestly, Joey. Like, because it's about Ross and Rachel and Chandler and Monica. And then Joey- Yeah, Joey's I mean, your, I, your I like Joey. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't like Joey. Joey makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Just as, like, a human being. Yeah, yeah, I don't know people like joey yeah could he be any more misogynistic um anyway none of these people are ghostbusters how do we keep where do we even get on friends how did that start the, the what the point i'm trying to say is how old is kate mckinnon oh uh no idea in her 30s i would imagine she's been on saturday night live for a long time I, pff, what do people in their 30s look like people kate mckinnon is 36 so they just look like people then they look like people okay when you picture people, you picture people in their thirties. Um, let's let's bring it back around to like let's let's. So we've talked a lot about what we didn't like in this movie. Let's try to find some things that we do like in this movie, so we don't just like poop on this movie. For I two don't. Hours. I don't want to poop on it. I I genuinely like. Did I think it was a great movie? No. Uh, will I probably ever watch it again on purpose? No. Uh, but do I feel like I wasted two and a half hours? Also, no. No. I mean, yeah, no, not really. It, it's, it takes a lot these days for me to feel like I wasted my time watching a movie. It's like I have, I have, I have spent worse time doing stupid things. Yeah, and I could have just sat on my phone for two hours, and I would have. Yeah, I probably would have played Zelda, or probably would have slept more. I've slept a lot these past few days. I don't know if you know this about having the flu, but when you have the flu, you you sleep a lot. I I so I just could not for whatever reason I could not sleep last night. It's like I knew I was going to have to get up early to deal with all this apartment stuff. Not early, but like I was going to have to be like, you know, alert because they called me at like 8.15 this morning. So and were you like Ethan Edgell, hero of Middle Earth? How, how may I serve you? I mean, I had I had woken up at 8.05. So I was like, I was sort of like, <clears throat> good morning. This is Ethan Edgell. I would love an apartment. Thank you. Oh, my God. The funniest moment in the movie is when Kate McKinnon uh, is like talking to somebody. Oh my! God, I gotta pull up. I, I want to get it all right. I want to. I want to get as much of the quote correct as I can. If you if you IMDb the word ghost, the first one of the first things that comes up is Ghost Rider, and that's sort of offensive. You would you would think it would be the movie Ghost. You would think you would. Uh, Which I have never seen the movie Ghost, but it is referenced in so many things. Kate McKinnon, they're like Kate McKinnon is talking, interviewing uh, Chris Hemsworth, and she goes. Uh, uh, what what is Chris Hemsworth's character's name? Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Hi, Julian Holtzman. Radio Times. What? <laughs> like interviewing him for the job, but doing it like a radio interview. 
pretty. I, was a funny, I mean, she's definitely like I, a space case I for sure. I died. I was like, what a hilarious thing to say. I don't know why that got yeah, me there's so definitely, good. There's definitely some good Kate McKinnon improv lines in this one. Yeah. Like when she just starts singing the Glinda song from uh, The Wizard of Oz to the ghost when they're wandering around <laughs> the theater. It's come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're a Ghostbuster. I thought she was really, really good. I did. I did think it was funny how they kept resisting the name Ghostbuster. Yes. <laughs> oh, but I did get bored of Kevin not being able to answer the phone. Yeah, that that guy. But it was also went funny too long. when he's just like he picks it up and he's just like, "Hello, Ghostbreakers. What can I help you with?" Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And <laughs> puts the phone down. And he's and they're like, "What is it?" And he's like, "Oh, there's a goat on the loose." <laughs> And the other time where he answers the phone, he's like, oh, I, I was bored having that conversation. <laughs> uh, it's like, why did they hire him? He's an idiot. Why did he have so many suitcases? Uh, why does he have a dog named my cat? <laughs> Can I bring my cat? <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was Mike Hat, yeah. right? Well, his full yeah. name's Michael Hat. <laughs> Michael Hat. I can't do Australian, man. I keep jumping into this like Thor British voice because that's all he is to me. He's everything to me. No, he is Thor to me. Oh, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> I cannot separate Chris Hemsworth from Thor. Yeah, no, neither can I. Which is, I think, I think that's okay. I mean, I think there are things he would hate being known for more, probably. I don't know. What has Chris Hemsworth done other than Thor? Men in Black? I, Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, he probably doesn't want to be remembered for Men in Black International. I heard that it was uh, about like this, where it was like, I mean, th that was a movie. I saw it. I did not. But you know what I mean. Yeah, we're finding out. They're making a Bad Boys 4, 3, 4, Bad Boys a lot, uh, and I'm just not stoked about it. Also, uh, MIB International got a 23%. I uh, have not seen it. This Chris Hensworth and Tessa Thompson, like, it should be good. They should do better. I don't know. They did do a good movie together. It's almost like Thor the Ragnarok. director has more to do with it than... It's almost like Taika Waititi got nom a bunch of nominations for a movie that I heard wasn't that great. Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. Need to see that one. Yeah, apparently. I thought I didn't. Now apparently I do. It's just, it got an 80% and a 95% uh, audience rating. But like, everybody I heard that talked to it was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it was a movie. I just can't believe... I, it seemed like one of those things... Sort of tr bringing it back to Tropic Thunder with the Robert Downey Jr. thing. Uh, I can't. I just felt like one of those things where I was like, "Can you get away with this?" But I mean, yeah, apparently, apparently you can. But like, it's got a wild cast because it's like it's got Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler and Sam Rockwell as what I'm imagining is a different Nazi. But then you also have like Rebel Wilson and Scarlett Johansson. I, I'm willing to bet Rebel Wilson in a proper like New Zealand film is is a thing of beauty. I, I would hope so. I'm a, probably. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know. I don't know either. Scarlett, so Scarlett Johansson got a nomination for this, right? For she got it for Jojo Rabbit, not for Ghostbusters. She's not in Ghostbusters. Well, this that Ghostbusters <laughs> didn't happen in. Uh, Did Ghostbusters get any Oscar noms? I, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. I, I'm willing. If you think I remember what the nominations were from the 2016 Oscars, was that Shape of Water? I believe so. Maybe not. If so, I feel like I deserve a high five for that. So Scarlett Johansson got a lead actress for Marriage Story and a supporting actress for Jojo Rabbit. You think people get mad at Scarlett Johansson? I mean, I know they do, but do you think they get mad? Yes, people are furious about that today. Literally today, <laughs> people are mad about Scarlett Johansson getting Oscar nominations. Because she's so good at everything. Uh, oh, 
2017 Kids Choice Awards, Ghostbusters wins. Okay, I could see that. For favorite movie, actor, and actress. Melissa McCarthy, Chris Hemsworth. That, like, and- I am sure that it is a documentary, a short film documentary that will make me cry, but I really wish that it, learning to skateboard in a war zone, parentheses, if you're a girl, was a Taika Waititi movie. <laughs> like, the name of a feature-length Taika Waititi fiction movie. Like, I would just, it would be amazing. Can you believe that? The Kids' Choice Awards, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know if this is still true. They were like a huge deal for me growing up. I would rather win a Nickelodeon blimp than an Oscar. Right? To this day. I think they do do a podcast portion of it now. They do. Red Link won it, I think. Uh, the 2017 Blimp Awards, uh, Finding Dory won. Oh my God. Get out of town. Listen, oh my God. We're going to go to the 2019 Blimp Awards because we're talking award shows now. Maybe this is what we're going to talk about on, on, uh, no, we're talking about the Oscars. The Oscars. They, they announced the nominations. Okay. Too. So, but, but like, I would rather win a Blimp than most awards. Nah, probably not an Oscar to be honest, but then most, I would rather win a Blimp than like an MTV Moon Man. I would rather win a blimp than an Emmy. Uh, my dad's got a bunch of Emmys. Those things are sweet. Yeah, but does he have a Nickelodeon blimp? No. This is the craziest thing about the Kids' Choice Awards, is that despite the fact that they're blimps and on Nickelodeon, listen to these winners. Uh, Casey Undercover for Favorite Female TV Star, which is a Disney Channel show with Zendaya. Uh, favorite Female Voice from an animated movie, Hotel Transylvania 3, Selena Gomez. Uh, favorite Funny TV Show, Netflix show, Fuller House. Nickelodeon isn't winning any of these. Winning what? The Kids' Choice yeah. Awards? Why would Favorite they? movie actor, Noah Centineo, to all the boys I've loved before. Good lord. He beat it. Oh, that, that's a movie we have to cover this Get year. Get out of town. I think. Favorite movie actor. This is the Blimp Awards 2019. This was the lineup for favorite movie actor. Noah Centineo from Through All the Boys I Loved Before. Chadwick Boseman in Black Panther. Chris Evans in Infinity War. Chris Hemsworth in Infinity War. Dwayne Johnson in Skyscraper. And Jason Momoa in Aquaman. And Noah Centineo won. <laughs> well, he's the white boy of the month. Or he was then. Oh, my. It's. Pen, pen Badgley now. Yeah, February 12th, 2020. So basically, as soon as I get back from India, we're going to have to cover uh, Toy of the Boys P.S. I Still Love You. Can you just imagine being Emily Blunt and being like, yeah, I'll, this is amazing. I was in Mary Poppins Returns. I'm going to go to the Kids' Choice Awards and losing the Joey King from the kissing booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be wild. <laughs> what is this? I love this. This is the best. Th- so there is no podcast category, at least according to IMDb. Uh, oh, uh, well, there will be eventually. It, although you could probably get nominated for like, you know, best internet celebrity or whatever for being a podcaster. Can you imagine being like David Dobrik and losing to a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> David Dobrik, he's got to have a podcast, right? I don't think so. I think he's too busy being rich as Fortnite. <laughs> um, See, that's my uh, thing behind, like, I love making this podcast so much. But if I had, like, actor money, I don't know that I would make this podcast. If this is what gave me that kind of money, I would. No, but, like, if I was, that's what I'm saying. If, if I was an actor, I don't, it would be hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to make this podcast. I'm going to commit to this weekly thing while I'm making movies. I don't think Dax Shepard acts. Okay. Does he? Uh, Does he not? Not anymore, I don't think. Oh, well, I guess that without a paddle money really hit different. <laughs> he lets his wife bring home that frozen money. <laughs> I feel like if you're married to Kristen Bell, you just let Kristen Bell be Kristen Bell. You let Kristen Bell be Kristen Bell. Go, go ahead. Have fun with the good Do place. Have fun with Frozen. He's uh, he's on 16 episodes of Bless This Mess. Oh yeah, he is in that. Yeah. He's uh, he was on 15 episodes of The Ranch in 2019. He's on 
a episode of The Good Place. I think it was an episode. Uh, he was on Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later, the TV series, as Mikey for two episodes. I feel like there's a certain consistency to these characters. I, yeah, I mean, it's Dax Shepard. <laughs> he was, I believe, in a like a season seven episode of uh, Parks and Rec. I forgot they made a Veronica Mars movie. Who's Veronica Mars? The TV show that made Kristen Bell famous. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently people really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. It just ended. I think they did like a, uh, like Gilmore Girls Day in the Life thing. Oh, they must have. Because it's 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2019. Oh, it must have been then. But if you look at it, yeah. it's 2004 to 2019. I, I also saw that and was shocked. What the heck? There's no way. They did, uh... Okay, we've talked enough about Ghostbusters and I want to talk about the Oscars, so let's go ahead and wrap this. Yeah, okay, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, um, ooh. where does... What is what is, what would Bo Gusters be if it was a uh, breakfast food? Be slimy. It would be slimy. Oh my, it's like be super strictly, slimy. Be like it's like yeah, just like raw. Egg. Know, it's like just egg yolks, like green food dye. No, it'd be like those those people that get up in the morning and they drink a raw egg because they think it's good for them because somebody told them one time five years ago that it would be a good idea. Would you do it? No. I'll give you twenty bucks. No, not worth it. All right. I, you, bro, look, it, it, we are not in college anymore. I've got twenty. You bucks. owe me twenty dollars now. No, that's I don't think how I do. that works. That's how that, not works. how that works. I did not agree to odds. I'm so. pretty sure. Oh, what was the what was the twist we added to odds the other day that I loved? Uh, it wasn't the other day. It was like three weeks ago. But you know, time is a. Was that the night I had to drink the oof? <laughs> Yeah, you had to drink Because that was a different person. That was a different human being. Your your party the next night killed me. <laughs> and were you reborn a new man? I was reborn a new man. <laughs> what was the... Uh, it was... It was... If you go higher than one in... Ladies and gentlemen, oof was red wine and coffee. Yes. Oof. Oh, it's like if I said if I said above the the threshold that you thought was acceptable, I had to knock it down to one in five. It was either that or yeah. I think that was what it was. Because you said you were like, there's a number I have in mind for the highest you can go. And if you exceed that number, your odds are one in five. That's a great stipulation. <laughs> yeah, but also like if if you ever say anything, if you're like, if I say one in ten and you're like, ah, I was actually thinking of one in seven, you're a dick. No, obviously. I think the lowest your stipulated number could be would be like one in ten. Yeah. Which is what I think it was. And there's there's most that that's what I said was one in ten. And we both said six. And I had to drink red wine and coffee. I've never had worse things in my body. I would rather drink a whole cup of oof than a than a straight shot of tequila with no chaser. I love tequila. Just like you would just knock back a shot of tequila, no salt, no lime, no nothing, and be like, mm, that was that was good. My stomach feels great. Before I drink a cup of oof, yeah. I've never done a shot of tequila where I didn't feel for at least 30 seconds like I was going to throw up. Okay, so big board ranking. <sighs> Have we been keeping up with the big board? Are we being good podcast boys this year? I'm always a good podcast boy. Is it better than Hocus Pocus? Yes. Is it better than She's the Man? Probably. <laughs> Is it better than Zombieland? Okay, no. cool. That solves that. Yeah. No, it's just not. Oh, man. I miss Zach Pearson, man. Who am I thinking of? The right, it was Zach Pearson. It the, was Zach Pearson, but I'm thinking of Matt time. Pearson. That's a friend of ours from like life. From life, yeah. But that's when you th when you said yeah, we pulled him. We pulled him out of the game of life board game. We did. We gave him. We we animated him. Gave him sentience. Yep. He was just a car with three <laughs> pink pegs sticking out of it, and we turned him into a boy. A boy with a with a beard. Okay. Anyway, um, bacon and eggs uh, is Tyler Carlin and Ethan Edgehill every week. I don't know why I said it like that. That was weird. Um, <laughs> you can find the show at uh, Bacon and Eggs Pod on Twitter and or Instagram. 
or you can go to WBNE.org to find out all the information you need to know about bacon and eggs as well as all of the other great shows there like uh sincerely us you're gonna hear a promo right now for sincerely us your favorite musical theater podcast brought to you by Enefue Mayor and Becca Eddowes Dear listener, today's going to be a good day, and here's why. Because today, you're about to find your new favorite theater podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Eni, and we're the host of Sincerely Us, a podcast for the casual musical theater fan. And when we say casual, we mean casual. We don't know every show in existence, and we don't pretend to. Our show is mostly about how perfect Jeremy Jordan is. And what we would do if we met Lin-Manuel Miranda on the street. I would be unable to move or form words. This is a show for theater nerds, by theater nerds. Every Wednesday on WBNE. Sincerely, us. You're going to have to get used to that shtick. <laughs> we use it every single episode. <laughs> That show's so good. They had uh, the vocal coach from uh, The Lightning Thief. Oh, uh, The Lightning and Thief. From, on yesterday. And from Be More Chill on yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. yesterday. And I imagine it was excellent. I am. I am. I haven't heard it yet because it's not I think out. both of them cried. But I am. Yeah. A lot. If you if you like musical theater in any capacity, they make it super accessible for everyone because they are also like casual musical theater fans. So you should definitely, 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 definitely listen to Sincerely This. It is a very, very good uh, podcast. You should indeed. Go to WBD.org to find out where that podcast is available or to go to any podcaster and type Sincerely, comma, us. Sincerely spelled the way you usually spell it and us spelled the way you usually spell us it. Us like United States. As opposed to what? How else do you spell us? United States of America. That's USA. USA. <laughs> Ukrainian states. Hey, why do we? Why do people call it the Ukraine? I don't know. Why is Ukraine not just the name of the country? I don't understand. If you are from whatever that country is called, please tell us. Please email us and tell us how you'd like us to pronounce it, and also why people put a "the" in front of it. Thank you. Also, if you're from the Ohio State University, uh, you can email us, but I will only respond by saying Roll Tide. Uh, I think it's Roll Tigers, actually. That game's literally tonight. Oh, I know. Just in general, Roll Tide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're from the Ohio State University, um, sorry about your loss in the semifinals. You guys talked mad for no reason. Kind of like Patriots fans, you know, losing the first game of the playoffs. Have you seen these Titans? You lost to Ryan Tannehill, but <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. The, the, the Dolphins have always been Brady's crux. He doesn't play for the Dolphins anymore. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. Plays for the Tennessee Titans, backing up Marcus Mariota, who's apparently out. I learned this yesterday. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 Tannehill time. Well, because I didn't. So I didn't watch. This is, has nothing to do with the show. But I didn't watch the Patriots game because I was like, oh, Patriots Titans. Like Patriots have obviously got this. Yeah. Who'd have thought? And then I didn't watch the I didn't watch the Ravens Titans game because I was like. I mean, it's the Ravens and Titans. Like, yeah, that was a fluke last week, but they obviously got this. Yeah. <laughs> and now, I, I don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes better be... He better not overlook... Like, Patrick Mahomes cannot be looking past the Titans right Did now. you not see him put up 41 unanswered points? Was, I mean, okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter, dude. Like, the Titans can do anything, they, they can. You better remember. Forever. Yeah, had a great, great game last night. Seahawks at Packers for the right to lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's stopping that freight train, although I can only hope. Although, it would be great. Like, obviously, I want my team to win a Super Bowl. I want the Packers to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But I will be in Bangalore. 
Okay, so that's something. When the Super Bowl happens. So, like, that kind of sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck because it's, like, awesome. But it's just one of those things where, like, why can't they do the Super Bowl when I'm not in India? I'll be honest. The Packers being in the, uh, the what is it? The, what do we call this? The Final Four? Yeah, they're made to the championship round. Uh, they're the only team of these four that I'm like, we're really looking for something new here. Like, they're just always a good team. The other three teams are not always good teams, you know? Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll be like, if you're a Packer fan and you are, then it- Sure, except, you know, the Niners. The Niners are- Who haven't been bad in, you know, 10 years. Niners are terrible. They've always been terrible. Well, they're not. They have not always been terrible. Really? Colin Kaepernick played in a Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, they're not good. They're not good every year, but like, Garoppolo was the, called the second son of Jesus. Well, yeah. I mean, they won 14 games. No, like, I know. They're a great team. They're a great team. Uh, the freaking Eagles, man. Ugh. Anyway, let's let's close this out. Bacon and Eggs uh, has been a production of WB&E. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. As always, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arriba Dirt Cheese. Ain't afraid of no ghosts.